Um, my 180 is called Through God's Eyes. We all have self-doubt and everyone has insecurities. Some people more than others, but I'm sure it crosses everyone's mind at some point. It's easy to get caught up in thoughts like, I'm not good enough, or you look in the mirror and think to yourself, I'm ugly. We can focus so much on the negative things about ourselves and start comparing ourselves to other people. It's so easy to do, almost like second nature. We see something good that we like about someone else and immediately feel bad about that part of ourselves. But God made us all differently for a reason. We all have something different to offer, and but in order to actually give that gift, you need to spend time with God and strength and find strength in yourself through him to share what you have to offer in the right ways. When God looks at us, he sees his creation. He sees beauty. Remember, God made us in his image, so try hard to respect and love yourself. Be comfortable in your own skin, remember, knowing that this is how God made you to be, and be proud of that. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Through God's eyes, you are enough, you are loved, and you are beautiful, and you have a purpose. When self-doubt tries to sneak in, try to, try to see yourself through God's eyes. Don't believe what the world says you are. Believe what God says you are, because he never sells you lies. Good job, Jasmine. Who went to the show? The Port- Who knew there was a Port Lincoln show? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know it existed. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, I really didn't know. Because um, Torian invited me. He's like, oh, you're coming to go to the, the Port Lincoln show? And I'm like, huh? I didn't know there was such a thing, eh? So there you go. I learned, I learned that today. Apparently it's today. Port Lincoln show. What sign? Oh, I must have been watching the cars. Yeah, today is Sunday. Sunday. So, but what we're going to do now is we're going to welcome up Pete. He's going to preach. Preaching Pete. Hey. How's everyone doing? Cool. All right. So, let's get into it. Coffee was good. If you... Uh, not into coffee. Have the coffee at church. No, not cold brew. Have the coffee at church. It's good. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so today, I'm going to be talking about cleaning. Now, not the kind, <laughs> not the kind where you have a vacuum or a scrubbing brush, but the kind of cleanliness that we all need to strive to achieve. It says in uh, Psalms 119.9, How can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map of your word. Um, The map of your word obviously being the Bible. So somewhere in the Bible, uh, it says somewhere how to live a clean life. Um, I found this verse that fits uh, fairly well. Uh, 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So just like how those shells don't dust themselves, um, I think we all wish they did. Like, 
we can't become clean on our own. When we confess our sins to God through prayer, he forgives us and thus cleanses us. Uh, so now just like you would use some kind of tool to clean, like a vacuum or a sponge, uh, God uses an awesome tool called grace. Grace is mercy, not merit. It's the opposite of karma, which is all about getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve and not getting what you do deserve. Um, in Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, uh, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works so that no man can boast. Um, I like to think of it like how the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea. As you know, Moses is doing his thing, like parting the waters, as we all know. Um, when, uh, and when the Egyptians were about to follow them across, you know, the Egyptians were like chasing after them and uh, trying to get them back into slavery. Um, the waters crashed down and washed them away, leaving the Israelites free from their prior masters. It's kind of like a parallel, I guess, um, where the bad gets washed away. But if you go back a little and see, as they were approaching this area, it says, uh, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Have you done, uh, what have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than die in the desert. Um, as you can see, the Israelites had no hope at all. They had an ocean to one side, um, mountains to the other, and to top it all off, an army of angry Egyptians following them. Uh, that seems like a pretty hopeless situation to me. In life, if we haven't already, you're going to come across a time where there seems to be no hope at all. In those times, we don't want to be like an Israelite and give up. Take a page out of Moses' book uh, and say, I'm not going to lie down and give up. I'm going to trust God and he's going to work a miracle and get me through this, even though there seems to be no way. Um, in Isaiah 43:19, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. So we know our God can empower us, just like he empowered Moses to part the sea. Um, it says in also 1 Peter 5, 6 to 9, uh, Humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Um, so remember, even if we have tried our hardest to clean up our lives by our own strength, uh, we will still always fail. 
it's when you pray to God and let him clean up your life and use that tool called grace that will, we will be uh, cleansed, just like it says in 1 John 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness.